traveling has really opened my eyes to the greater good that is out there. There's more to this world than just the United States or just our small little hometown. And it's also just learning from other people and learning about other cultures and really kind of putting into the world what is also expected of us as travelers through the world and how we can respect the world and the people here through our art form. I'm Allison Endries from the Wanderlusting Wives podcast. Hi, I'm Regan Todd from Wanderlusting Wives podcast. And you're entering, entering a, a world, world gone, gone good. good. Well, hello, my name is Steve and you've entered the place where we shine the light and or find the light in the darkness to prove week after week after week there is still good out there and lots of it. This is World Gone Good. Make some good happen yourself by sharing our show with your friends. And as long as you're doing that, how about subscribing, rating, and reviewing us? Let's bring more of your friends and my friends and all our friends into this good circle of ours. Yes, I say yes. And as always, for all of you who have shared, subscribed, rated, and reviewed us, as always we say, and to those of you who will in a few minutes because I just asked you to, we always say (laughs) thank you. Okay, definition time. The word wanderlust. The meaning, a strong desire to travel. Do you wanderlust? Wait, am I using that right? Am I doing that right? Do you have wanderlust? I think it works either way. I know I do. I got a whole list of places I want to go from island hopping in Greece to getting a camper and driving through every single state in our nation. I am a wanderluster. And so are my two guests with me today. Allie and Regan host the podcast, The Wanderlusting Wives, and these are their good adventures. The ladies who travel or lust about travel have joined us here today, people, and we are going to start with the most logical question, because I have done my research, and I think we all know where I'm going to start, and that is, you two did high school musicals together or pretended to in your backyard? Go. Fill me in. Let's go. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah, we definitely pretended. We were very much so amateurs, but we did, yeah, we created sets or at least attempted to using hand tools that we definitely didn't know how to use and did not have parental supervision (laughs) for... Oh my God, I love this so much. Okay, wait, were you doing High School Musical the musical or you were doing your own made up musicals or you were doing Wicked? What, Allie, what was happening? Uh, A whole lot of everything. So Regan's family, uh, she has two parents who are music teachers, completely immersed in the theater world. Regan's a theater fanatic herself. So Regan rallied the troops and said, you're going to be Gabrielle, you're going to be Troy, and we just kind of went from there, and she choreographed everything. We did some dances, we pretended that we could sing, and we did a little show on Regan's back deck for all of our parents. Oh my god, did anyone film it? I sure hope not. (laughs) We might have a video somewhere of our rendition of Hoedown Throwdown from the Hannah Montana movie, but no, not High School Musical. Sorry. (laughs) 
That's amazing, though. So you all, you two have been friends since you were how old? Third. Uh, so Regan's a year older than me, um, grade wise. So I think I was third grade, and Regan was fourth grade. Does that sound right? Yeah, that sounds about right. We like lived around the corner from each other for several years before even knew- knowing that we existed <laughs> to one another. And yeah, we were joined at the hip ever since. Now, where are you in the world when you say you live around the corner from each other? Where did you guys grow up? In a very small town um, called Medina, New York. It's about an hour east of Buffalo. Wow, it's high up there because I was in Cornell University for one summer, which is near Ithaca, which is kind of up there, but not that close. Uh, And now where are you both? Allie, you're in New York and Rochester? Regan's Rochester. I'm in Pittsburgh. I flipped it. Dang it. Okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) And there's another piece of information I learned about you both. You call yourself Young Wives. Um, see, my voice kind of quivered when I said it. That makes me a little nervous. <laughs> well, I got married in 2019, just out of college. So I wasn't like a super young, but like a 21st century young. I was 21. Um, Allie, were you around that too when you got married? Yeah. So I actually got married in 2020. Dun, dun, dun. The awful year to get married, but went ahead with it anyways. Um, and right out of college. Yeah. I think maybe two weeks after graduating. So I was 22, but my husband was 21 at the time. Okay. That's not that young. I can, I can get along on, on board with that. Now, obviously you get married. There's a honeymoon a la travel. I'm thinking Regan got to go on a honeymoon, but I don't know if Allie did because of the pandemic. Regan, did you go on a honeymoon and where'd you go? Yes, we did. We were we got it right in before COVID all hit. Um, we went on a cruise and we went to a few different ports, uh, Amber Cove in the Dominican Republic, uh, Bahamas, Grand Turk. It was just like the most blissful week. It was amazing. Everything I could have wanted on a honeymoon. And now we cut to Allie. Allie? Crickets over here. Um, Yeah, so we were supposed to go to Belize um, for about a week. And that did not happen, of course. Um, We have still yet to go on a honeymoon. So we're just aiming for like the five-year mark. And we'll splurge on a really nice vacation before we settle down and have some kids. So I was supposed to go for my 50th to... uh, I'm a little older than you. uh, Two years older than you. No, I'm a little older. So I was supposed to go for my 50th (laughs) to Greece and Italy. Back to Italy. I had been there 15 days prior. And a couple of years ago, I was supposed to go to London. And of course, the pandemic knocked that all out. And so... That is still to come. And that's why you're here today, because we're going to talk about the good of travel. You are the Wanderlusting Wives. You have a podcast where you, now this I want to clarify, you wanderlust, meaning you've gone to these places or you are wandering and lusting over going these places. Which is it? I would say a little bit of both. Um, We kind of lust through our guests that we have on our podcast, but then we also share about our own experiences. Um, And we started during the pandemic almost kind of just like, you know, let's just do this. We really enjoy traveling. We don't really get to see each other that often being at least four hours away. Um, And we still wanted to be able to connect with each other, but also connect with others and share all of our travel experiences. So we like to share our experiences with other people and hopefully inspire them Um, and have them gain a wanderlust from our own experiences. We've had so many people on our podcast that talk about places that we haven't been, and it kind of fills this travel-sized hole in my heart that's been there through the pandemic and everything. Um, So it's kind of twofold. Yeah, exactly what Allie said. It's filling that for us 
and us being able to geek out about travel in on a platform that other people can benefit from as well. And it's also just learning from other people and learning about other cultures and really kind of putting into the world what is also expected of us as travelers through the world and how we can respect the world and the people here through our art form. Yeah, I was going to ask you that because I have always found, you know, when I go away and I leave my environment, wherever it is, whether it's another city here in the United States, whether it's out of the country, it like totally broadens your horizon, your perspective of the world. So what do you think about that? Do you think that it opens you up to more in yourself when you get back and just a whole different, you know, idea of the world, but also yourself? I would say so. It, um, one thing that I reference frequently and sometimes joking, sometimes not, is that when things start to go awry in our country, we have such an amazing country and I love the United States, but sometimes there's some dicey stuff going on there and I'm like, man, if I could just move to Iceland right now. And that is because when I went to Iceland, I realized that people can live so minimally and be happy still and use their environment in a very symbiotic way. Um, So it really does. It broadens your horizon into new ways of living, uh, looking at what other people prioritize over other things. Like we talk a lot about how people in Europe prioritize rest and relaxation and connecting with one another and build those times into their days. And that's just something that we don't think about. That I, I rarely take a lunch break most days. So it's definitely been eye-opening to talk about these cultures and just learn about what other people value. Let's talk about Iceland for one quick second here. I'm obsessed with going to an ice hotel. Have you done that? Do you know about that? Am I crazy? You can say the latter. It's fine. I'm used to it. Go ahead. I personally have not. Regan, I don't think you have either. No, uh, I think it's crazy and also the most badass thing you could probably do. Like, it's just cool. (laughs) Don't you want to go there, though, and just have a drink and leave? Like, I don't know that I could spend the night because the whole night I'd be like, the (laughs) the ice hotel's going to fall in on me. Let's be honest. (laughs) That's a good point. I would not be able to sleep or I would be so cold that I wouldn't be able to sleep. And I would just like, can we get out of here and just get a hotel? <laughs> like, this is a cool experience, literally a cool experience, um, but it's not going to be for me. They usually have a hotel, like a real hotel right across the street. You can stay out if you don't want to stay in the ice hotel. So that's where we'd all go stay. And then we'd all go over there and they'd give us big furs and we'd go in there, we'd have some vodka, spend about an hour or so, and then get the hell out of there and we'd go skiing or something. Now, Allie, I have a question for you, which is, where is the first place, the first big vacation place, first trip that comes to mind in your life that you went, oh my God, I'm traveling? Yeah, so I am fortunate enough that I started traveling um, internationally in third grade. So my dad is a high school history teacher in my local um, hometown where I grew up, and he decided that he was going to take a bunch of students um, to Europe, and that was in February, uh, whatever year that was when I was in third grade, a long time ago. Um, And I just really fell in love with travel, different cultures. It has completely changed my life. Um, I have realized that there is more to this world than just our small town of like 6,000 people. Um, It has led me to be more open and I have 
moved out of state to go to college and eventually settled down um, out of New York. I have even become a teacher um, who has a concentration in international education, and I have a master's degree in ESL. I'm passionate about working with people um, whose first language is not English. Uh, so if I didn't have those experiences traveling to Europe or wherever it may have been, I probably would maybe be in my own hometown still, which is totally fine. But traveling has really opened my eyes to the greater good that is out there. There's more to this world than just the United States or just our small little hometown. And Regan? Yeah, I, uh, hmm, I'm trying to think of like, if I had a moment where all of a sudden I was like, oh my God, I'm traveling. Uh, when I was a kid, it was always going to Disney World. That was like a completely new environment. Um, but I would say that in my adult life, honestly, going to Iceland and looking at the vast expanse of not only glaciers, but the, these like rock formations that you'd never see anywhere else and the colors of the water that you wouldn't see anywhere else. And I was like, I, I remember having this moment where I was like, my God, this exists. And this is just one corner of the earth. Um, so I, I, I think that would be it, like going to Iceland and really just taking in this incredible country. It's just amazing. I was always jealous because I had so many friends in college, especially who went on those, you know, study abroad groups and they just traveled all over the place. And I was so jealous of them. But I was also at the same time a little scared to go because it's so intimidating, don't you think, sometimes to get out of your comfort zone? Yes. And absolutely. Also, if you're going somewhere where there's a language barrier, um, and we as Americans often think, oh, everyone should just speak English. And several people around the world are learning English, but it, that doesn't mean that we dishonor their native language. Like when we are going onto their turf, we need to be respectful of their culture and their language and everything. So yeah, it's, it's so intimidating though, because it's like, oh, I don't want to say the wrong thing, or I don't want to say a word that sounds like it should be the right word. And all of a sudden I'm saying something completely inappropriate. So yeah, it's definitely daunting, um, exciting, almost an adrenaline rush, but yeah, I would say intimidating for sure. A group of us went to Italy for my friend's 40th birthday in 2007. And some of the people went on this flight that was just way too expensive for me. Um, they wanted to go business class. I couldn't afford it. And so I went coach, which was fine. And uh, I was very um, sure to make sure that I went from LAX, Los Angeles, to Heathrow, London, make my change in London to go to Rome. Because for that reason we're just talking about right here, I was afraid of a language barrier even in the airport, which might sound crazy, right? But my friends, uh, they did LAX to, I want to say Johannesburg, and there's no English going on there. And they got off the plane. They didn't know <laughs> how to get to their gate. They didn't know what to do. And this, everybody, is 2007, so it's before smartphones. And they were in a panic because their plane landed just enough time for them to make it to the next gate. But their next gate, they couldn't even figure that out. So they were like running through an airport like two American idiots, God bless them, trying to find anyone who could tell them, how do I find my gate? And they did find their gate. They actually got there before I did. But that's another entire long story. Allie, is there a dream place? I mean, there is for everyone. Is there one dream place for you to go that's on your list? 
Uh, I always dread this question because I have a whole list in my phone of places that I would love to go. Um, But I think my top list or top of my list would probably be Australia. Um, So I haven't really like talked about this much in our episodes, um, but Australia has always been so intriguing to me. It's just kind of daunting to get there. Um, I don't really want to be on the plane forever (laughs) because I don't have the money to be sitting in business class. I'll be crammed in the back of the airplane by the bathroom. Um, So I would like to make it to Australia someday. Uh, I would love to see some kangaroos just out in the wild and just experience life down under. I went to Australia for eight days in 2008 over Thanksgiving. When you're ready to go, call me. I'll talk you through everything, uh, including the Australian rainforest, Port Douglas, which is at the at the northern end, like the, the main. A, a lot of people don't know this, and perhaps you guys do, but Australia is much like the United States, except uh, in size and shape-ish, right? Except like <laughs> the whole uh, uh, west coast is one thing, east coast, and then it's just sort of dead in the middle. There's, <laughs> there's nothing happening in the middle. It's just a giant outback. But they have the largest rainforest in the world. Um, uh, let me clarify that. It's not the largest rainforest in the world. I'll fix this in the edit, or perhaps I won't. It's the oldest rainforest in the world. It is a hundred times older than the Amazon, and very few people know that. And we did a night tour in the dark, in complete darkness, with little headlamps on of uh, the rainforest with a tour, which was just trippy as hell. Uh, Regan, where is your dream location? Where are we going? Okay, well, now it's a night tour through the rainforest in Australia. (laughs) It's amazing. It sounds incredible and like everything that I want in life. Everyone's so nice there too. I have to tell, shout out to Australia. Nicest people. There's nice people all over the world. Incredibly nice people. Oh, that would, okay. Yes. I definitely want to go there. Let's plan a trip. Um, I know that mine and Allie's like collective number one is to go to Banff National Park and like the Canadian Rockies. That's like our together bucket list item. Um, But for me, I, my husband, a couple of years ago for our anniversary, got me this map that has pins in it that you put in like the red pin for where places you've called home, places you've been, et cetera. Um, And through doing that, I was able to pinpoint exactly where those places were. But then, of course, this question, yeah, I agree with Ellie. I dread it. But I think, number one, uh, I'd really love to go to the Maldives. Like, it looks – or Maldives, as some people say it. Uh, It, like – it looks like a paradise that shouldn't belong on Earth. Like, it's too good for us. And where is it? Because I always get that question. Where is that? It's south of India. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It just, uh, <laughs> the seeing the slides that go from your little like bungalow into the beautiful crystal water. I just, I need that in my life. I did that in Tahiti. I did something similar in Tahiti because I have been to Tahiti as well. I've been to Fiji. I've been to a few places, not many, many places. But speaking of which, Wanderlusting Wives is a podcast Ali, take us in there. How did this start? What you, you were talking about that you guys started this. I got to stop saying you guys. You're not guys. Y'all. <laughs> I learned that from Faye Saley. Faye Saley, my very first guest I ever had on the show. Y'all. Hey. Yep, see? Y'all. Uh, that's much better because you're not guys. Y'all uh, started this podcast during the pandemic. Tell my audience what the podcast is and what it's about. Yeah, so we did start the podcast during the pandemic kind of on the 
second half of the pandemic, if you will. Um, so 2021, we decided, you know what, there is still seems like there's no hope for travel to be opening back up. So let's just make light of it, get people excited to want to explore the world, maybe get them starting to imagine what it's going to be like when life gets back to our new normal and we can start traveling again. So we wanted to start to inspire others. Um, We always say like, Escape from life's monotony, indulge in your wildest travel fantasies, and discover the constant beauty of this ever-changing world. Because there is so much beauty out there that is yet to discover from us and other people as well who travel frequently. It's just such a beautiful world out there, and we want to inspire people to travel to the places we've been to, where our guests have been to, or even just inspire them to plan their first vacation. Maybe they've never gone on a vacation before, and we want to share our excitement for travel with them. So we like to bring on a variety of different guests who've been to a variety of different places and share their experiences. Um, And then we usually post um, 20 to 30 minute episodes every Tuesday at 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Regan, tell us some of your guests you've had on and where they've been. Yeah, so we have had guests come on who have talked us through their travels in Italy, France, uh, we're hoping to have some episodes on Thailand, Hawaii, etc. Uh, coming up. Allie has had some really great experiences in Sweden um, and in Bolivia. So we've kind of been pulling from our immediate circle right now in terms of family, friends, kind of like anyone that we're like two people removed from, but we are starting to also see some additional guests come out from like a more professional community. And we had Ted Craig come on. Uh, who talked about Banff National Park and Jasper National Park. And that was a really, really great experience. It was a really great episode, uh, really inspirational and lots of visuals going on there, which is another goal of our podcast. Travel isn't uh, possible for everyone. Um, whether it's schedules, finances, etc. So we really want to not only be the podcast that is providing those tips of where to go, the restaurants to eat in, uh, how to book your flights, etc. But we really want to be an immersive podcast too, so that you can be drinking your cup of coffee in the morning And all of a sudden, you're listening to this really beautiful episode about the Canadian Rockies, and suddenly you're transported to a place that you otherwise might not have the means to go to right in that moment. So we really want to be that podcast that's there for you when you need that travel escape. And I'm going to escape over to your show at some point very soon. I don't know who's going to beat whom to get this up. (laughs) whose episode is going to go up first, but I'm going to jump over. Where do people find your podcast? Allie, where do they find it? can find us wherever you listen to your podcast. I know that's like a cliche thing to say, um, but we're Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts. Recently, we've been put on Newsly. um, So really, wherever you can um, listen to your podcast, we will be there. And this episode, most likely, as I'm going to go against what I just said, is going to hit closer to the holidays. So what's a perfect holiday trip to you, Regan? Ooh, so here's the thing about holiday traveling. It can be incredibly expensive. Um, If you have the means, I think going somewhere like Aspen or Breckenridge or Tahoe, um, up in Vermont, go to Burlington, somewhere where there are skiable mountains, like out in Colorado, anywhere like that. um, I just think that's magical. 
uh, kind of going back to our high school musical days too, I suppose the opening of movie one on the, on the ski mountains, but that sounds really magical to me, like a winter wonderland. Uh, but for me, I always loved going and renting a house somewhere with my entire family. And for a lot of people that might sound incredibly chaotic and you're not wrong. It totally is. Um, but those are the special memories where you're all in a house together my favorite place to go is Myrtle Beach, do a fireworks show on the beach, just kind of hang out and enjoy each other's company. I think that's the most meaningful vacation, especially around the holidays, um, is really spending that time together in an intentional way. I went to Vail in Colorado, and I have to tell you, yo, y'all would love to film your opening musical number in the little town that surrounds the mm-hmm. mountain because it is stepping into Beauty and the Beast. It's giant cobblestones uh. and it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's lit up at night, like literally like, let's have a musical and sing. Okay. So that's where you go for the, to do your musicals. Another oh. option. Allie, where are you going for the holidays? Where's your perfect place? Yes. Yeah, so I know I said that I'm dreaming of Australia, but I'm also dreaming about spending some holidays in Europe. I always see pictures of like the Christmas markets and they seem absolutely magical. So I would love to be able to spend the holidays in Europe with my family, whether that be Denmark or Sweden, somewhere in like the um, Scandinavian countries that are extra wintry and they're mountainous and extra beautiful. Um, Just sipping some hot chocolate while Christmas music plays and we're all decorating the tree, Um, just spending quality time together and also checking out the Christmas markets. We close the show with three questions. Don't ever panic, everyone. You know this week to week. We know the answers. Regan, where do people find you and the show online? Social media, plug away. We are on Instagram. We are on Twitter. Those are our two main hubs. And you can connect with us via email as well. And what's the at for that? Oh, gosh. Allie? You want me to jump in? (laughs) Yes, you set this up. I am the uh, social media person here. <laughs> um, so Twitter, you can find us at Wonderlust Wives, and then Instagram Wonderlusting Wives, and then our email is wonderlustingwives at gmail.com. And all the information is always linked below our episodes. And the the show is Wonderlusting Wives. Yes. Okay, just making sure. Just making sure it was me. Okay, so here's these last two questions. I'm going to start with you, Regan. So, Ali, you get a second to think. Regan, don't panic. It can be anything you want to say. Who inspires you? Hmm. I think this is going to be very cliche, um, but it's true about my sister and my mom. Uh, just looking into this world and seeing that there's a lot of negativity, but there's also a lot of beauty. Um, and my sister and my mom are incredibly good at embracing that beauty and pressing forward and finding positives and finding ways to give back to communities that really need it. And that's, that notion has influenced me in such big, beautiful ways that I just want to emulate that and put that back into the earth. So they they inspire me a lot in that way. Professionally, um, professionally, I honestly have to say Michelle Obama. (laughs) 
Like, the woman has – I don't think there's anything that she can't do. Um, her story is incredibly inspirational of everything that she went through and the things that she did for our country and is continuing to do for our country. Um, and the women and just kids around the earth and of all, all – all backgrounds, just embracing them and moving us as a society in a direction that I think can really have a huge impact on the world. Allie, who inspires you? Uh, I am not copying Regan here, but I am going to say my mom as well. She does not always get the recognition she deserves, whether that be at work or being a mom or a wife. She does more than anyone would ever expect her to do. She goes above and beyond um, and we can always count on her if we need her or need anything or a shoulder to cry on, someone to talk to. She is the go-to person for everyone in the family, whether that be her siblings, her parents, her children, her husband. She is our go-to woman and we would all be lost without her. And the final question is not a question. It is a statement to finish. I'm going to start with you, Allie. Lucky Regan, you're the one who gets a second to think. Oh, thank God. (laughs) Allie, just finish this statement. Tell me something good. Something good. Let's see. Something. There's so many good things. It's hard to pinpoint one, but something good is just this community and the podcasting world. There are so many good people out there doing great things to bring um, everyone to a better place, whether that be whether you're listening to this podcast, whether you're listening to a travel podcast, a travel or a crime, a true crime podcast, whatever kind of genre you're interested in, there's always an outlet and there's always something good that people can offer. And I don't think enough people take the time to appreciate um, all that this podcast community is doing um, just to bring some happiness and shed some light on some dark days for people. Regan, close us out. Tell me something good. Something good is the fact that dogs exist. (laughs) The fact that dogs exist and that dogs are being allowed into more places because I really do think they have transformational qualities about them. And that's like really kind of silly and childlike and whimsical, but it's true. Animals and dogs in general in this world, we can learn a lot from them. And I think they're pretty cool and awesome. I, I couldn't love you two more because between dogs, Michelle Obama, and Iceland, I, I think we're new best friends. That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> love it. And you're going to tell us all about how to go on the night tour in the Australian rainforest. So, yeah. and it, Yes. And you can't do it anymore. But we hiked. Uh, hiked. We climbed the Sydney Bridge, which they don't do anymore. <gasps> but we were we got to do that. The exterior of the silent the, the Sydney Bridge on the night that Sydney uh, that Australian Idol. I used to work for American Idol. I was working for American Idol at the time. I go to Australia to get the hell away from my job, and I get there the second night we're there, and it's the night that we are going to climb the Sydney Bridge. It is the closing finals final show of Australian Idol at the Sydney Opera House and they shot fireworks in the air and we were on top of the bridge. We were eyeline with the fireworks and we got to stand there and just watch fireworks explode like right across the the water. It was incredible. Incredible. Oh my God. My jaw is on the floor. That's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) That was me telling you something good. (laughs) 
Thank you, Allie and Regan, for sharing your good. Go get your wanderlust on with the Wanderlusting Wives wherever you podcast best, like where you're podcasting right now. Look them up, Wanderlusting Wives. It's a really fun show. World Gone Good wishes you the happiest and healthiest of holidays and a wonderful new year. We will be back with all new episodes in 2023. Are we going with that? Are we going with 2023? How's it work again? We've already recorded a few of these good new episodes, so we are ready to get our good back on with you. It's going to be way sooner than you think, but until then, be good. <laughs>